Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Right in your Glenn Mac now. Sunday on 94 WIP. Um, this week in Philadelphia Sports History, brought to you by Shy Vintage Sports, where there's a story in every stitch. Check out their throwback apparel at their Center City location or visit shybesports.com. Best caller of the day wins a $50 gift card to Shy Sports, which brings us to our moment. Ray, where were you 18 years ago this morning? <laughs> I think I know exactly where I was. I know where I was. I was actually kind of uh, covering it for WIP. Uh, and it was the day they blew up the vet. And I was standing in the parking lot. Yeah. Um, And uh, what was then Comcast Sportsnet covered it live, our pal Michael Barkan on the air. And I'm going to play it. Uh, This is is the final seconds, and you hear the vet start to go down. And I'll tell you, I still, after all these years, find it like a really haunting, kind of scary, creepy sound as it happened. Um, So let's just, uh, let's play it. Here you go. Five, four, three, two, fire, fire. Ray, it sounded like a train rumbling by as it kind of, the, um, the explosives detonated section by section. Right. And it just kind of slowly crumbles to the ground. Yeah, it um, did, if you remember, it actually didn't for a moment. Yes, like I all, do. like all the charges, all the charges went off one after another, and they went in a circular way around the building, and you saw all of it, and then they stopped, and then nothing it, happened for a moment, wait. and then yeah. you saw the built, then you saw the vet shudder. Yeah, and then it all came down. Yeah, it was it was it was kind of fright. It was cool and frightening. And by the way. How about Mayor John Street screwing up the countdown? I know. I know. <laughs> what happened to one? Do you remember? <laughs> do you, <laughs> yeah. Do you remember? Uh, do you remember who pushed the plunger? Uh, yes, it was the fanatic and Greg Luzinski. Correct. It was the yes. fanatic. Uh, fanatic and the bull pushed yeah, the plunger that blew it up. And and here's the thing that I it it is for me one of. One of the most momentous times I was on WIP. So indulge me just for a, a personal story here for a moment. Sure. Um, the night before the vet was blown up, I was on the air. I was doing 7 to 11 at night then. And, I, Ray, I had always thought the vet was a dump. I always thought the city deserved better. It was a concrete donut. But I also understood what it meant to the people who had spent, what, 33 years cheering there and mm-hmm. booing and swearing and freezing in the seats. So I did a tribute show the night before. Um 
you know, Wilbert Montgomery's run and Mitch Williams leap off the mound. And, and my lines were jammed and people wanted to share their stories. And I decided as I'm doing the show that we needed to say goodbye in person to, to toast it before moving on. So I just kind of impromptu asked a caller if he would join me at the vet when I got off at 11. And he agreed. And so did the next. And the next, and people started calling the show saying, I'll bring down champagne and cigars and cheesesteaks, whatever made sense. Uh, and then I got a call from a Philly cop who said we could park around the corner and we wouldn't be hassled. <laughs> I mean, it's like, hey, thanks. So when my shift ended, I headed down there. And, Ray, I thought I was going to find 30 fans. And there were 300 people. Yeah. Um, and the corner of Broad and Patterson was mobbed with folks who had listened to my show and wanted to hold that impromptu Irish wake for the joint the night before it went down. And they were from, you know, South Philly and Southampton and Camden and Conshohocken. And for an hour, you know, it's like from past midnight, we're toasting the vet and lighting cigars. And somebody uh, started a, a newspaper fire in a trash can, you know, to keep it warm. It was cold. And the cops were great about it. And we raised glasses of whatever booze people had to Buddy Ryan and Tug McGraw. And I remember there was a big one to Wendell Davis's knees. <laughs> and we toasted till there was nothing left to toast. And we sang, right? Fly Eagles Fly at least a dozen times. And for one last time, the vet was this magnet that drew people from all parts of town, you know, every race, all kinds of education, every background, which is really what, you and I have always talked about, to me, is the great part of sports. That, that, that's the magic of sports right there. Is it unites people. Right. And we hugged, and we went home, and the next morning I went up and, and everybody watched as they blew up the place. And it was for me, it was one of those nights where I just really appreciate the fans. Uh, and I've said this to you before, and I've said this, but it really is kind of my thoughts on this. Athletes come and go, even the biggest stars. They're, they're mostly here for a while, and then they leave. Claude Giroux. Coaches get fired. Owners sell to the next rich guy. But the fans are forever. The fans are the lifers. And for me, that night with the vet was was that. Mm -hmm. So yeah. that's my recollection. No, that's great. That's great. And that was a great idea on your part. It, and it doesn't surprise me at all that you had that many people turn out. I mean, I because, stunned. yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't, you know, I mean, it's a great idea, but, it, you know, the, the idea that I'm sure. That's that's exactly what I would have expected, I, and I don't know if it would have been true in any other town, but it was certainly it certainly works in Philadelphia. And yeah, um, even I have though, a question for you. Yeah. So again, I moved here in the in nineteen end of nineteen eighty six, um, and I thought the vet was was a dump. I, I didn't like it for baseball. I didn't like it for football. It's like this is, you know, and I knew this is what they had in Cincinnati, St. Louis, and so on. I, I've been to those round concrete stadiums. Yeah, it, was never, it was never good for baseball. But I was amazed at how people here loved it, and obviously they didn't love the stadium. They loved their experiences at the stadium. Exactly right. But when it was built, 1971, right? Young mm -hmm. Ray Didinger goes to the vet for the first time, gleaming, sparkling, mm -hmm. that AstroTurf, spotless. Mm -hmm. well, well, yeah. <laughs> Initially, I got to assume, right? Well, it was it was spotless, but it had a lot of holes and, oh. and a lot of ripples in it. Oh, even at the start. Okay. What did you think? What did people think when it first came out? Was it like this miracle future, this is what it's going to be? Yes. 
Yes, it's it's hard. It's hard when you're talking about going back fifty years in time. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. But that that multi-purpose stadium was viewed as as the wave of the future. That soon every city would have one of these, uh, and it would be a, it would be serviceable for both football and baseball. And you would have artificial turf, so you'd be able to save a lot of money. You could lay down one surface, and both teams could play on it. Um, then it was th- considered to be architecturally groundbreaking, and. Yeah, it was it was embraced by Philadelphia because listen, our, the Phillies and the Eagles were both coming from, you know, the, the Phillies were coming from Connie Mack Stadium, which was really falling apart at that point, uh, and was in an area up in North Philadelphia that was just it was just hard to get up there. There was no parking, and it was. Um, I mean, they, they just had to get out of right. there. There was no doubt. Right. I loved the place. Give me a dollar, I'll watch your car. Yeah, I, I loved the place. And it was, it, there, was, there was an intimacy to it because wherever you sat, you felt you were close to the action. But, um, but it, was a, it was an old stadium, though certainly showing its age. And the Eagles were coming from Franklin Field, which was a college stadium with wonderful history. And I love Franklin Field. I love it to this day. But, you know, the, the locker rooms weren't adequate. And... Um, when we walked into the vet the first time, and I remember when they opened, when they walked us into the Eagles, opened the door to the Eagles locker room, and we walked in, it was, oh my God, I can't believe this. You know, it, 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 the locker room just seemed to go forever. You know, and the training room looked like the, yeah, you, know, you know, looked like um, the Mayo Clinic. I mean, compared to what they had, compared to what they had had at at Franklin Field. So it it, it was it was viewed at the time as as a quantum leap into the future and a huge improvement over what we had now. By the time you got to town, that um, had certainly begun to show its age, and the and the problems with astroturf were at that point were well known. You know, we we had seen the injuries and we had seen what had happened there, so everybody had become aware of okay, well, this astroturf thing isn't quite it's not quite working out the way we thought it was going to work out. So all the warts and all the problems were certainly in evidence by then. But the memories of the place are the memories of the place, and right. and and what you said about. You know, the, the stars, even the great players come and go, and the coaches come and go, and even the owners come and go, but the fans never come and go. And, and they truly are the heart and soul of, 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 of the franchises. And, uh, and people, that's what people identified with, with the vet. And, uh, you know, when I went down there that one time, when I was working for NFL Films, and Steve Sable asked me to produce a show called Six Days to Sunday, so I actually got to live with the Eagles and the coaching staff for one week while they prepared for a game. Mm-hmm. So I actually got the coach and player experience for a week. Uh, and this was year two of Andy Reid, so this was 2000. Uh, and that time, that week to me was an eye-opener because I, I became, it was the first time I really became aware of how inadequate, how inadequate the Eagles facilities were compared to what I had seen in other cities around the league. You know, the coaches' offices were real cramped and, and dreary, there were no windows. The the audiovisual component, the film component, the uh, that was way behind the other teams. Um, it was the, the locker room, the training room, which were sort of groundbreaking in the '70s. Were certainly no longer that by 2000. Um, I uh, once after at the at the end of that week, after having been with the coaches and having lived the life for just one week, I became I, I understood why Jeff Lurie and Joe Banner were so determined to get their own place. They really needed it. Because by then it had been so far surpassed by the other teams that in terms of facilities and what you could offer to free agents to come to play for you, they just weren't no longer competitive. Yeah. Yep. All right. I'm glad we covered that. Let's get some calls in here. Bob and Del Rand joins us. Hello, Bob. Hey, guys. I talked to you yesterday, and I'm going to continue my point um, about 
I, I don't want Zach Pascal. That's like the pathway to mediocrity. I mean, I need something that can affect Didn't we talk about this? Didn't we talk yeah, about yeah, this yesterday? Yeah, but, yes, but here, here's my additional point. There's an additional, per, additional two things. Eagles freed up, I think, approximately, and correct me if I'm wrong, between 15 to $16 million in the cap, I think, Slay and, and with the Fletcher Cox. Yeah, they just redid Slay yesterday. Situation. Yeah. Now, here's the guy I want to go for, and, and I don't want to get Mr. Mediocrity. I want to get Cole Beasley. He's he, he, oh God no. Oh no, why not? No, no I would not? T- no, I would take Pascal over Beasley in a second. Oh God no. Oh God. Hey Bob, I, I don't mean to be rude to you, but I really still like to adhere to the call us once a week thing. I know a lot of the shows don't, but I always thought that was a great policy. So we were delighted to talk to you yesterday. We'll be delighted to talk to you next week, once a week on our show. Uh, Ray Cole Beasley, I'm I'm not interested. No, I'm not. I'm not. I mean, you're talking about a similar kind of guy. You're talking about a slot receiver, which is what Pascal is, and it's certainly what Beasley is, and always has been. And he's been really good. I mean, for a long period of time. I mean, he's kind of what you're looking for in there. But I think, geez, he's. I mean, he's up in years now. I don't think he has nearly. I don't think he has a whole lot left. Um, and Pascal is a similar kind of player, younger and bigger. Uh, I, I know this guy called yesterday and was talking about. He was really. He didn't like the idea of Zach Pascal, and he plays in Indianapolis. He's a free agent now. There's been a lot of chatter that Nick Sirianni, having coached him in Indianapolis, would be interested in bringing him to Philadelphia. I actually don't think it would be a bad idea. He's bounced around the league, but he found a home plan for Sirianni in Indianapolis. And if you look at his tape, it's not bad. For a slot receiver, a guy that's got some size and some versatility, I don't think he'd be a bad pick. I Obviously, Bob has issues with it, but I don't. Yeah, I'm not opposed to it on its face. It's just that when we went over the list of all the wide receivers who have switched teams, Pascal doesn't probably crack the top ten. No, 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 uh, no. So I'm, at this point, sure, but you know, they I thought they needed a more serious upgrade. Yeah, the one guy the one receiver. guy that was sort of a free agent slot receiver that interested me was Braxton Barrios, the kid from the Jets. Um because he was he's a really good slot receiver, young, really developing. You can kind of see it coming with him. Uh and he's also a, a excellent kick returner. So I mean he he gave you a lot of value in well, a lot of different I didn't have areas. that last year that's for no, sure. No, and I I really liked a lot about him but I just had a feeling that I said the Jets aren't going to let him go. They got the money. They're going to keep him and they did. Yeah. And and just one more time. I respect and appreciate all our callers. I really do and I know we we make you hold for a while uh cuz Ray and I have a lot of stuff we want to cover. But once a week, once once per show or you know once once per week for us is pretty much what we're looking to do. Uh, Harvey in Summerton, you're on with Ray and Glenn. Hey, Harvey. I like that rule, Glenn. Uh, Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, I uh, uh, Ray. First, Ray, I'd like to congratulate you uh, on your award. Oh, thank well you. Deserved. Thank you, Harvey. Uh, yeah, uh, I wanted to talk about NFL football, but first, you're talking about uh, WIP, and my father uh, told me that. Uh, if you went downtown, this was like, uh, I guess, uh, during the 30s, and you went uh, past Gimbel's, uh, yeah. John Cassenda would be broadcasting in the window of Gimbel's. I found a picture of that, yes. the, the yes. Stu- And this is even when it started in 1922. Right. It was, and- Ray, they broadcast live from Gimbel's, and... and- you yeah. you could walk by and and see whoever I don't know if it was John Fassender or whoever it was you could walk by and see him broadcasting <laughs> that's, and the reason that's pretty cool. the reason was because a lot of the radio stations were started by the department stores and Gimbel started WIP sell radios yeah now uh, I wanted to talk about the uh, 
you got a lot of movement of quarterbacks. Uh, uh, you know, you got uh, mm-hmm. Trubinsky going to Pittsburgh. You got Mayfield wanted to go here. They talk about Matt Ryan going there. Uh, and my concern is that uh, most of these quarterbacks don't have a long shelf life as far as starters. And I'm just wondering how will that affect the Eagles draft next year if they're looking for a quarterback in the draft. Um, Ray? Well, uh, and you mentioned some guys, quarterbacks that are on the move. Uh, I think you could probably add to that list Jimmy Garoppolo. I think he's right. I think he's going to be moving too. Um, I don't know. I mean, the, the whole landscape is, will be different a year from now. I mean, who would have foreseen a lot of the stuff we've seen this year? Uh, situations just develop, you know. Um, you know, Tom Brady might retire and unretire again. You know, things things in in a, in a year's time, things change a lot. Um, to me, I think that the one the one thing I think you can count on in next year, uh, if you're thinking in terms of the Eagles maybe being in position to draft a quarterback next year, if you don't think things work out with Jalen Hurts, I mean, Bryce Young is is the guy. I mean, at, at Alabama, I think he will. It would right now, if you were to ask me who I think is going to be the first pick in next year's draft, it would probably be him at the quarterback position. Um, if you're lucky enough to get him, I think you get him. To me, he looks like he's the guy that's got the ability to be a franchise quarterback. But a year from now, I don't know. I, it's going to be it, things are going to be so different. I mean, who knows if Aaron Rodgers is going to be playing? I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot that can change in a year's time. We if if, if we've learned one thing about football over the years, it's that that from one year to the next, things change dramatically. Yeah. Yep. Let me stink Bryant and West Philly up here before the break. Let's talk about Jordan Davis. We all love him, Bryant. Yeah, 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 yeah. How you doing, Glenn? You know, right. you know how you doing, right? Yeah, I just seen. You know, I was on the internet and I seen a guy uh, speaking about Jordan Davis, and he said Jordan Davis came in for an interview with the Eagles. Now, if I, I was listening to you and Glenn talking, and if he moves to ten, Glenn, I mean Ray, I'm moving up. No question, I'm moving up because I'm gonna tell you the signals. Okay, Fletcher Cox got restructured to a one year deal. Okay, mm-hmm. and now. Now, he being reconstructing, you know, uh, he was reconstructing his contract. I think that they might be going out. He might be your target because in, in the draft. I think they may be have strong interest. That's I've been hearing that they've been strong interest in uh, Georgia uh, defense alignment. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I I don't know. I, I don't know what they're thinking. I really don't know what they're thinking. But I, I'm. I've watched the guy play all year. I th- I think he's a, a difference making player, and I'm projecting him with the Eagles. If you put him at tackle next to Hargrave, what's it? What's an offense going to do? Who are you going to double? Exactly. Are you are you are you going to double Davis? You probably kind of have to, but then you're singling up Hargrave, and he's going to be a playmaker. If you're going to double on Hargrave because he's the veteran, then you're going to block Davis one on one. Good luck. Uh, okay. And and that's you know I think they've already got they're, they've already got one guy who can give him edge rush, and that's and that's obviously Reddick. Um, Brandon Graham's coming back. That'll make you stronger on the other side. Uh, they still probably need another pass rusher. I agree with all that. But if you have the opportunity to get a guy that's a, that's a huge difference maker in the middle, uh, a guy that's going to collapse the pocket, a young guy that's got that kind of future, man, to me, he's a top 10 pick. And if you're the Eagles, that's a guy I would certainly be thinking about. I'm in. Two on five, five nine two ninety four ninety four. Your call's coming up. And... Ray and I review the big HBO sensation uh, winning time. I guess they couldn't call it Showtime. No, I, no, I think that's embargoed. You're not, yes. not going to name. You're not going to name the the uh, series after one of your competitors. Right. That's what it was. So winning time. 
the uh, docudrama series about the L.A. Lakers back in the day. Ray and I will talk about that next on 94 WIP. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.